Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Dave Campbell with you. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. We will be joined by Louis DeBrusque here shortly on the program. Dave is trying to negotiate contact with Louis. He may be out walking a dog on a nice day like today, or maybe he's watching uh, this overtime action in March Madness. Hopefully we'll find out soon uh, when Louie comes on the show. Uh, We'll get some text messages for now. Dirk and Cochran says, I really like the play of Cassian and Kajula together. They provided a buzz and good chemistry. How do you see these players getting more ice time? What about playing with 7D and getting McDavid with them? They have good speed to keep up. Well, Kajula has had opportunities with McDavid so far this season and hasn't ran with him. Um, to me right now, Kajula should be on the fourth line. Uh, Long term, I still think Kajula can develop into maybe a third liner at the NHL level. Last night, a good step. That line had some jump early. Um, I do like Cassian at times, but he's just so inconsistent. I mean, last night he was flying in the, in the first period. He makes a beautiful pass to Kajula like that, and you're like, okay. He has a lot of skill. We, we think back to the player he was in the playoffs, but then there are stretches where he doesn't bring that on a consistent basis. So, yeah, together last night they looked good. Kara good as well. I like the makeup of that line moving forward. I think they uh, should stick together. I just don't know if Cassian is consistent enough to play with Connor McDavid. I know a lot of people have been throwing that out there all season long. To me, it makes no sense. To me, Cassian's a, a bottom six four. Chris in Victoria says, if Nuge is part of the solution, then that means Drysaddle is gone. With Lucic's contract, one of those two must go. Take your pick. There is absolutely no debate on that fact with McDavid's contract kicking in and all the no-movement clauses to Chris and Victoria. Well, yeah, the salary cap situation doesn't look good for the Oilers. They need to get creative if they want to keep Nuge. But if you're trading Nuge for Hoffman, he's making 5.2, so it's not like you're taking on a ton of salary. I mean, it's not like you're eliminating a ton of salary there. So, to me, another contract would need to move on the roster. And that's where Shirelli would need to get creative. So, if Nugent Hopkins is on the wing making $6 million, and then you have McDavid and uh, Drysaddle down the middle, I think you can make it work somehow. 
And uh, I think uh, you would like to make it work any way you can. Because to me, as I said earlier, Nuge is part of the solution here moving forward. If you trade him in a one-for-one deal, you likely lose that deal. You're not going to get everything that uh, Nugent Hopkins brings to the table from Hoffman. You'll get a good winger to play with McDavid, but Nugent Hopkins can do so much more. And it also gives the Oilers that option to to move Drysaddle back on the wing with McDavid, and then you can maybe move Nugent Hopkins down the middle if need be. And I think that's what Todd McMullen likes. As Bob talked about, that's what he had in San Jose, and uh, maybe he wants to see that here with the Oilers as well moving forward. Uh, speaking of RNH and McDavid together, McBellan had some interesting comments on that uh, duo last night after the game. I think they're starting to uh, one. Well, I guess Nuge. First of all, Nuge is starting to get his you know his game sense and legs back. I saw him rolling around and and rolling off checks, um, which is a good sign. He's starting to really feel comfortable again. Uh, Connor's Connor and Pontus is figuring things out, but they are uh, they're beginning to uh, to be able to read and react off each other well. Um, I think there's some chemistry developing. Um, they both skate well and have good lungs, so they can. Uh, they can get caught out there long and still defend properly, which is a good sign for us. That's Todd McMullen talking about those two together last night. Now, Mark Spector asked an interesting question after the game as well. He basically asked McMullen uh, who would be the perfect winger for Connor McDavid. What type of winger would work best with McDavid? And here's what McMullen said. It's a, you know, that's a good question. It. It depends on the night, it depends on the opponent, it depends on the, the type of game. Um, you know, in, in a fast, free-flowing game, you like to have the pace with them and somebody with hands. You always want somebody that can finish because you never know when you're going to get the puck from them. Uh, there's other nights, I think of some of the playoff series last year against Anaheim, you like to have that big, heavy um, deterrent sometimes with him, but yet somebody that can finish like Patty Maroon was. So it, it varies. Um, you know, we're still looking. Uh, I still like Leon up on the right side on any given night because they connect so well, uh, you know, when they're both going, but um, still uh, evolving. So, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what the perfect winger is for Connor McDavid. I think it's a player that's smart, can skate, and can finish. I think Nugent Hopkins has all three of those tools. So, long term, to me, those two together are just going to get better and better. We know Drysaddle works with McDavid as well. Of course, he can finish, he can skate, and he's smart. So I think those are the three tangibles, intangibles that you would need to, to play with Connor McDavid. Maroon worked as well, the bigger body that McClellan talked about. But there were times when it went dry. And uh, Lucic hasn't worked with McDavid either. So to me... What we see most consistently working with McDavid is speed, skill, and uh, someone that can finish. So I know Hoffman has those tools as well to his game, but you just have the guy right here in Edmonton right now in Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He is here. He fills that hole. And if you need, he can also play center. So why do you trade a guy like that? I have no idea. Uh, Still trying to negotiate contact with uh, Louis DeBrusque. I know it is March Madness as well, Dave. And I believe we have some people trying to call in, so maybe uh, I'll bring you aboard for the March Madness talk here in a second. But, I mean, this is the best time of year 
for sports, the uh, NHL playoffs uh, around the corner, March Madness underway, the Masters as well, NBA playoffs, so a lot of fun right now if you're a sports fan. Um, but to me, March Madness is likely, I mean, these two days, Thursday, Friday, are likely my two favorite days of the year when it comes to watching sports. I mean, this tournament is off the chain. It's fun. If you gamble, if you make a bracket, there's nothing better. And uh, a spoiler alert right now, as uh, we have our first final in the book, so if you're uh, taping this game or you want to uh, find out what the result is later, you're going to uh, have to turn off the radio right now. But uh, Rhode Island has defeated Oklahoma 83-78 in overtime. Trey Young. You know, Dave, Brian Hall, I listened to his sports update this morning. He was talking about Trey Young. I didn't know Brian Hall was a, a big NCAA basketball fan. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> he's, he's rounding out as a sports guy. Yes. Yeah. Finally, after, after, years. after 60 years of broadcasting <laughs> in, uh, in you know, this many of them in, in this city. Right? Well, he was talking so. about how good Trey Young is, and he had a great game, <laughs> but he couldn't do it all himself because Rhode Island has knocked off Oklahoma, and a lot of brackets are already busted. Well, that's good news for me. And good news for you. Yes. Although I have Rhode Island going to the Elite Eight. I believe they'll beat Duke. Wow. Yeah. Well, they look pretty good. Uh, I, I did take them to win as well. Who'd you pick to win the entire thing? Uh, Villanova. Yeah, a lot of people going with Villanova. Yeah. I have them in the final, but uh, I went with Arizona. Okay. They have a dominant player on their roster, likely uh, going to go first overall in the draft. So... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a crapshoot, but uh, I figured it might be a factor, so why not? And uh, they have to get past Virginia, of course, and yeah. a lot of other good teams, but uh, we'll see what happens. It should be a lot of fun. I went out on a major limb this year and picked all one seeds in the Final wow. Four. When was the last time that, that happened? It has happened oh, before. It has. I remember recently, like a few years, four or five years ago maybe. You know, I favored the one seeds, obviously, and I favored a lot of Big East teams. Yeah, big so. East day. Okay. Well, yep. we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm no expert. I don't watch any college basketball until this tournament. <laughs> I am rocking a Michigan sweater today for some reason. <laughs> you may have noticed. Yeah, I'm not a Michigan uh, fan either. I just... Oh, uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a friend, one of my friend's uh, sweaters. Okay. And I've had it for years, so I only bring it out when March Madness starts. Oh. You know, just... I mean, I'm in the mood. I'm in the, getting in the spirit here, so gotcha. I rocked it today. Gotcha. It's a nice sweater. I like it. Well, I'm hoping Davidson wins. Because that's uh, that's my twelve five upset, so I I hope that happens. If not, then I'm in a bit of trouble. Yeah, I took uh, Clemson to lose as my twelve five. So ah. there's always one of them. Yep, we'll see which one it is. Yeah, um, hopefully we get Louie on here shortly, so we don't have to talk March Madness the rest of the show. Because huh. some people are like, I don't care, don't want to hear that. But there are other people that are pretty excited about the tournament, like you and I. So we had to squeeze it in today. There you go. Trying to get Louie. 12.45 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. We'll uh, bring aboard Louis DeBrusque, hopefully after this timeout in Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca That's proamsports.ca 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Twelve forty nine in Edmonton. Ulrich and Campbell with you on Oilers now. Nowhere from Louis, so we'll uh, see if we can get him on at some point uh, later on in the program. We do have Rich Sutter coming up at one oh five, Serge Lejoie at one thirty five. We'll get to NHL today here in a few moments, but uh, wanted to get to some text messages. I know this was asked uh, on the uh, post game show last night, overtime open line with uh, Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown. This texter says, is there any way to buy out the contract for Lucic and save the cap space? To be honest, I don't think it's uh, going to happen. That contract is almost buyout proof. You can go to Cap Friendly and uh, they have a buyout calculator that would uh, tell you what the Oilers would be paying on a potential buyout for Lucic. So since he has five years left on his deal, they would be paying him for the next 10 seasons towards the cap. And uh, it starts out as a $3.2 million cap hit in the first year if they did buy him out. Then it uh, increases to 3.7. In year three of the buyout, it would be 5.7. So you cannot do that. You cannot have $5.7 million of dead cap space. It goes to 4.2 after that, 5.7 in year five. And then the last five years, it's a 733000 of dead cap space. So it's almost buyout proof. Maybe after a year or two, you could consider it when there's less years on the contract and less dollar amounts. Uh, There's also a chance of the lockout that maybe a compliance bio comes in to the equation at some point if there is a lockout. I know Bob has talked about that before. So right now, it just doesn't make sense. To me, it's up to Lucic to, you know, retool his game a bit, get faster in the offseason, and uh, we go from there. He's still an effective player. I mean, look at last night. I hate ragdolling on him. He he is struggling right now. He's not scoring goals. No one wants to fight him. Um, but he is creating chances. Last night again. So he's doing the right things. He just can't score right now. So I don't I don't fault him last night a whole lot. Uh, I know a lot of people are on him for the Calgary game. At some point, you would like to see Lucci just go out there and crush somebody I know he had, he has had some big hits this season but at some point just uh, you know if no one wants to fight him then take matters into your own hands sort of thing I know it doesn't happen in today's NHL we will talk more about that with Rich Sutter so I think that's what the fans want when you see Lucic not scoring and he needs to be better next season no doubt about that it's up to him now in the offseason to get better and uh, we'll see if the game has changed so much against his favor. I don't know if it has, but I think right now that's the message from uh, the Oilers organization. They're they're not going to buy him out. He has a no-trade clause, no-movement clause. So, really, you tell Lucic you need to be better next season, get faster. That's the message. And uh, I think he knows that, obviously, and he'll work on that in the offseason. He's only one year removed from being the Milan Lucic we all expected him to be. You know, a, a timely scorer, a guy that was really difficult to play against, you know, a, a presence that the opposition feared. And this year, you know, he's a shell of that player. But we saw it a year ago. So that's why yeah. I'm reluctant just to give up on him. But if he comes out with the performance like we're seeing now next season, then there's a legit concern here. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
So, and how does he get faster? I, I mean, I, I, you are who you are. Yeah, that's you know, a fair point. You know, he's not going to lose uh, his body mass that quickly. And <laughs> you don't really want him to lose uh, a ton of it because he's effective. But at the same time, you have to get through 82 games. I think you need it in the playoffs because the playoffs just becomes a war of attrition out there. You know, every inch of ice is fought for. And that's when a player like Milan Lucic becomes so effective. But for 82 games, he has to find himself a, a way to stay relevant. And he's had a hard time doing that this year. Yeah, fair call. It's the only thing I would say about the playoffs, though, is, I mean, you go back to last year's run, just two goals in 13 playoff games. Yeah. Although he has been a playoff performer in the past. So I think a lot of guys struggled for the Oilers in the playoffs last year. Not a lot of guys, but, you know, some key contributors oh, yeah. that they would have scored a, a key goal here and there. Maybe the others get past Anaheim. Who knows what happens after that? And I think Lucic, if he scores four goals in the playoffs, maybe the others get past Anaheim. So, yeah. but yeah, I think we'll be talking about that a lot in the offseason. And I think it just speaks to the overall lack of depth that the Oilers have scoring uh, on their roster. Yeah. When we talk about, you know, who's the ideal winger with McDavid? Is it Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Looks like... You know, so far so good. But who plays on his right side? You know, who plays on the second line, which is almost ice cold right now? You know, who's effective on the third line? Um, You know, Ryan Strom's played pretty well over the last number of games. Um, And you have your energy line on the fourth line. But um, they lack so much scoring punch. It's it's alarming. It's uh, 12.54 in Edmonton. You can take that phone call quickly, Dave. Then we'll get to uh, NHL today after that. NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than uh, just sportswear. Nine games on tap in the NHL tonight. Every game matters at this point moving forward for a lot of these teams. The uh, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight in Buffalo. Austin Matthews remains out for Toronto. Frederick Anderson hurt last night for the Leafs with an upper body injury. Bad news for the Leafs there. Not sure uh, what the update is on that injury, but he won't play tonight. Jack Eichel could return for the Sabres tonight. The Capitals on the road to take on the Islanders. The Caps are tied with the Pens for first in the Metro. They do have two games in hand. We have the Habs home to the Pens tonight. The Pens lost 4-3 to the Rangers in overtime last night. Big game in Philadelphia. The Flyers hosting Columbus. The uh, Blue Jackets have won five straight. By the way, Rich Sutter, a pro scout for the Blue Jackets. He'll be uh, on after the 1 o'clock news to talk a little bit about that team. And uh, he's around Edmonton a lot watching the Oilers and the Flames. So we'll talk to him about that as well. Uh, The Panthers home to the Bruins tonight. This is uh, a pretty big game for both teams. The Bruins still have a chance to catch Tampa Bay for first in uh, the division. And they play Tampa Bay on Saturday as well. But they're pretty banged up right now, Dave. Chara and DeBrusque, both out tonight for the Bruins. No Bergeron or McAvoy already. They are both out. And uh, we would expect Bergeron to be back for the playoffs, but the injuries just continue to pile up for that team. Yeah, this feels like a get-through kind of situation for the Bruins. Just just try and get to the finish line with the regular season and get to the playoffs with a much healthier lineup. Uh, there's a team that's a couple provinces east of us that are probably feeling the same way right now. And, and the Leafs, you, yeah. You'll get to them. Well, wait, 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 you were talking on the phone. I already did that game. But yeah, Anderson and Matthews both yeah. out tonight. So Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and also the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, the, oh you're talking about the Jets. Yeah, okay, the Jets. Talking about Leafs. Yes, we'll get to the Jets here in a second. They are banged up as well. Uh, the Panthers, by the way, 
They are red hot right now. Four points back of the Blue Jackets for a playoff spot. They do have three games in hand on Columbus. New Jersey, of course, uh, winning last night in Vegas. They hold down that top wild card spot. The Blues home to the Avs tonight. The Avs have won two in a row. They hold down a wild card spot. Dave mentioned the Jets. Tonight they are on home ice. They host Chicago. Matt Hendricks, former Oiler, out six to eight weeks. Shifley remains out. Statsny who was injured last game, is in, so there is some good news there. I think Lowry is still out of the lineup tonight. Truba, a game-time call, so they may be getting Jacob Truba back here from injury, which would be a big boost. But, man, Shifley, he's been banged up here a little bit. And you know what's interesting, Dave? I know Bob and I were talking about this a little bit on the show yesterday. If uh, Nashville and Winnipeg play in the second round, which it looks likely... You never know. Minnesota might have a say in that uh, Mm -hmm. if they do play against the Jets or Dallas maybe. But it's looking like uh, that's the matchup everyone wants to see in the second round. Uh, Who would you uh, have as a favorite in that one? Because uh, we know a lot of people have uh, Nashville as the favorite to win the Cup. But to me, the Jets, I think, will give them uh, a run for their money, and that would be a pretty entertaining series. I think it would be too. I think it will be an entertaining series. Um, If the Jets don't get healthy, and that, that's the thing that's holding them back, yeah. I think. It, but if they have a healthy lineup, relatively healthy lineup, they have a chance to stretch that series to the distance. But I, I just think Nashville's just... It, it's hard to say that they, they are so deep because the Jets are deep as well. But yeah. I think the Preds have the uh, the slight edge over the Jets. But On D for sure, but I think the Jets have more uh, higher-end talent up front. Could be, yeah. With Shifley, Wheeler, and Line. Yeah, no, I don't no, know. If, could I, be, I don't it know is. The, yeah. I, I would take maybe all three of those players over any of the the Nashville forwards. I know Pecorini has the tendency to give you a stinker in the playoffs, but man, he's good. He's good at home, especially yeah. on the road. I don't know what. Yeah, the, maybe it comes down to goaltending. Yeah, maybe. And Halbeck's a young goalie. Yeah, Rennie was really good in the playoffs last year until the Cup final. Yeah. So, but wear and tear there as well with Rennie, who's a little bit older, and then. Mm-hmm. You have a young Hellebeck. So maybe it comes down to going. I can't wait. I, I need to see that series. Like, it needs to happen. So I yeah. hope it does. And I think Minnesota and Dallas, whoever it is playing Winnipeg, yeah, I think they have a chance to maybe rise up and do some damage uh, to the Jets. But I think the Jets make it to the second round. By the way, Kelly Yarncrook may be out for the season for the Preds. Uh, we're breaking earlier today on that front. The Coyotes home to the Preds tonight. They've won 11 of their last 12. The Red Wings are in L.A. The Kings tie with the Ducks for third in the Pacific. They have one game in hand. The Condors lost 3-2 in OT last night against Tucson. Ratty and LaLegia scored the goals. The Condors play at San Jose on Friday and at San Diego on Saturday. The Oil Kings host Calgary on Saturday and wrap up the season at Calgary on Sunday. The Golden Bears, will talk more about this with Serge Lejoie at 135. The number two Golden Bears open up Nationals against number seven ranked Arcadia in the quarterfinals. That game tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Edmonton time. A rematch from last year. Arcadia knocking off the Golden Bears. We'll see if uh, the Golden Bears get some revenge in that one. Off to a break for the 1 o'clock news. Rich Sutter when we get back on Oilers now.